0: Hi, and thank you for tuning into my new uh, podcast. So I started thinking about what I could do for a new podcast because I made a few and I'm taking them down and honestly, like it just came to me over the past weekend. So a little introduction about me is I currently model, I do runway, I do um, lifestyle, commercial, um, a lot, like kind of all of it, but I mostly stick to doing runway now. And I was thinking about over the past weekend about like, damn, like people just are so confused, not confused, I want to say uneducated about the modeling industry and like what we actually have to go through and like, do we get paid? Do we not get paid? Like who gets paid? So I wanted to start this podcast because I feel like people are just so uneducated about what actually goes on, you know, behind the curtains and what goes on in general because there are so many misconceptions about the fashion industry, especially when it comes to modeling. So a little bit of background about me is in 2017, I started working with a modeling agency that was owned by a good friend of mine. And I started scouting and I started teaching models about the industry and like developing portfolios and finding new faces. And it was an amazing experience. But then I started to model myself because as I got more into it, um, it is fun. It's who doesn't who doesn't want to get their picture taken? Like it's so fun to model because it makes you feel pretty. It makes you feel empowered. So that's a huge trend right now too. Is people are doing photo shoots after weight loss transformations, and it is just honestly so empowering to just like see photos of yourself and like wow, I, I look good, cool, you know. So that's what this podcast is going to be about is just talking about the fashion industry and just like exposing like the realities of it because I think that people just think that it's like amazing and like oh those models make so much money doing that runway show like no like the past weekend I didn't make anything it cost me money to be there but I wanted to be there I did it for for fun and I did it to help my friends out because they were in—they were designers in the show. And it's fun. Literally, that's why I do it. But a lot of models are doing it because they want to make it. And they want to be seen. And that's a huge part of the industry is people think that these models are getting paid. And they're not. Some of them are getting paid for sure. But most of the time, they're just not getting paid. And there are so many factors that... Come into play when you go to a show. That sometimes it's it's costing these models money to even be there, and designers are not compensating them, like, in some of these events, they're they're charging like fifty, sixty dollars a ticket. Where's that money going? You know, or like the designers are having to pay to be in the show, like two thousand dollars. Where's that money going to the organizer? Like we don't know. Like, it's definitely not going to the models. Or can we talk about the hairdressers or makeup artists that show up to these shows? And when they're asking to be in these shows, they're told right up front, uh, it's volunteer only. Okay, well, who's getting the money then? Like, where's the money going? Like, I'm the last person to, like, obsess about money. Because I... Like, to me, I'm just like, I worry about other people too much. (laughs) And so... I should be concerned about but like me getting paid for an event, but I just want to be in it most of the time cuz it's fun. And if I don't have time for it, I don't I don't go in it. I just don't go. I obviously I let them know I'm not going to be there, but I just don't go. Um so going back to I guess my background, kind of circling back to my background in the fashion industry. So again, 2017 I started working for an agency and then I started working for a different agency that my friend daniel created world management really really great agency a lot of my friends are still directors for the company and it's just such a good place to work and dan did such an amazing job and we all did creating it right and so and making it successful and working our butts off and and uh bringing in these new models developing new faces like i'll never forget some of the new models that i helped develop i'll never forget that that's i feel like that's one of the best things I got my takeaway from being um a director is that I would see these new models come in and um they would be so like one girl um Adrienne I'll never forget the look like I'll never forget what she looked like when she walked into my office (laughs) like I saw potential and now oh my god like it's been how many years now five years but from then to now, total transformation. Probably internally, externally, everything. Because it's not just about the outside that we would look for. Because I'm, I can read people like a book. You come into my office, even if you are just the most beautiful human being on the planet, if you are arrogant as fuck, I have no desire to work with you. I don't care how pretty you are. You are not Naomi Campbell. and so that was the biggest thing for me when I would bring models in and another one Leah she was I'll never forget she's a nurse she came in and now she's flourishing as a model she even came to Toronto and walked for Leslie Hamilton um just when she was freshly starting off and uh yeah just amazing and now here I am years later working in the fashion industry And I just want this podcast to help people. I wanted to educate people. I want models to be able to tune in and be like, wow, that's, that's real. That happens. And honestly, I don't care if it makes people upset. I do care. Sorry. I don't like to make people upset, but what I mainly care about is for people understanding that these models are just, and designers and everybody's struggling. Everybody wants to be seen. And that's why the fashion industry keeps going the way it's going, because people want to be seen. It's a reality. Like for sure. I love, I love being seen. I'm not going to lie. I do not like attention, which, which seems completely contradictory because I model in runway, (laughs) but I really don't like extra attention. And that stems back to my time in the military. So I joined the military when I was 16 and just retired from the army in 2020, March, 2020. So that's what led me to Toronto and the fashion industry, because I finished in March 2020. And that was, that's a fun story. And my plan was to move to Toronto and go to school at the Fashion Fashion Arts Toronto. Well, not Fashion Arts Toronto, that's a company here in Toronto that does runway. <laughs> it was to go to a school downtown Toronto to take fashion arts and entertainment. And COVID hit, Literally. I I retired March 5th, went on a vacation with some friends, came back, the borders were closing. March 13th, 2020, the borders to Canada and the US closed. Like, what are the chances of that happening? Like, I literally just finished 20 years in the military and then COVID hits, like a pandemic hits. Like, talk about a... a talk about a... What? <laughs> like, is this real? And so in 2020 when that happened I did what everybody did when the pandemic hit I was like what the fuck is happening right now so I, I'm not going to lie I drank wine for a good solid month <laughs> like, I feel like that's what everybody did it's like what do you do so all these dreams I had about being in the fashion industry and everything like that I had to completely rearrange what I was going to do with my life and the program I had initially enrolled in Got canceled. I was heartbroken, so I had to pick my feet up, and I'm like, "What do I do? Like, I don't know what to do. I need to figure something out." And then I had part of me was resentful because people, people that were still serving, were sitting at home doing nothing, getting paid, but I am thankful that I got out when I did because the poor admin staff in the army, they were still working every day. Meanwhile, all these other people are fucking sitting at home getting paid to do nothing and drink and the admin staff which is what I did are still working <laughs> and I was just like wow and so yeah so I, I figured it out and I enrolled at Humber and I thought I need to get out of I was in Saskatchewan love my family and friends there but I I knew I had to be successful I knew I had to I knew I had to get to get to Toronto I didn't care how I knew I had to and so I found a different apartment because I had to give up the one that I had which was initially downtown I found an apartment in Etobicoke with a really nice girl Gizem we're still friends to this day we went to her wedding she's got a new baby now (laughs) and uh I found yeah I found a program I started my program at Humber and I took fashion business but it was still pandemic, so I'm doing fashion business online. And still, like, what do you do? So I had this entirely, entirely different opinion about brands, about runway, about modeling. And I'm one of I'm a problem solver. If you give me a box, I'm gonna figure out how to get inside. And I'm gonna have 15 different routes to get there. Welcome to my neurodivergent brain. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. And so I started school and I'm doing everything from the pandemic, but at the same time, I'm still suffering from the chronic migraines that I was getting from the stress I endured in the military. So I am almost, I'm getting better now, but I get really, really bad migraines. As soon as I have any kind of stress introduced into my life, I get a frontal lobe headache instantly. And it's just part of what I left the army with slowly healing but I had to deal with that so as I'm going through school taking everything online zoom school which is what everybody was doing and I was like I have to network like there's no parties there's nothing I moved to Toronto and it's locked it's closed I was single I literally packed up what I could in my Honda Civic and I literally drove across Canada July 1st of 2020 and moved here and I had to make friends. I had to figure it out. I had to figure it out. And it's funny how people are just like that when you have no other choice. you gotta figure it out. so that's what I did. I figured it out and i I endured the the headaches and the pain that I would go through in school in the beginning. It was tough, like the first year in school. I'm really thankful that it was online because i used to I used to be down for the count for f- for four or five hours in the afternoons. Just like with a, an awful, awful headache. Because typically bright lights and fluorescents would set it off. And computer work, because that's what I did. <laughs> so working on a computer for school, I really, really had to, to focus to get my, my schooling done. And to, and to really pass and do well. And meanwhile, hiding the fact that I was a veteran. And I, was, I didn't want anyone to know my age. I wanted awesome. to do really well in the industry, not that I wouldn't, but I had this misconception in my head that if people know my real age, they're gonna they're they're not gonna hire me for these these modeling jobs. They're gonna they're they're just not gonna hire me. That's what was in my head, right? And so, um I'm 38 years old next month, and because uh, everyone just assumed I was in my 20s because I take really good care of myself, and. My first runway show was the fall of 2020 and it was outside oh my god it wasn't my first runway show but it was my first runway show here in Toronto and oh my gosh I was wearing lingerie literally lingerie and it was outside and it was so cold it was October oh my gosh <laughs> that was my first runway show and that was my first kind of introduction into the Toronto fashion world and meeting new people and meeting designers and figuring out how it works here. So, fast forward to the following year, um, and that one was for Startup Fashion Week. The following year, and I was still like a curve, curve mid size model, still modeling for typically size medium, um, size 10. That was my brand. I was doing mid size modeling. And literally, mid size modeling is what regular women look like. And so I did that show and then the following spring, and I didn't get paid for that show either. And then the following spring, um, I did another runway show. I did a couple runway shows actually in 2021, cause we're now in 2022, but 2021, I did a shoot with, with startup fashion week and I was in their campaign to promote the, the runway show. And it was amazing. And my first year out of the military, I was so proud of myself. I got a billboard in Dundas Square with Startup Fashion Week. It was amazing, and I had no idea that that was even going to happen. It just happened, and that's part of like manifesting your life. But manifest doesn't all, It also comes with work. Like people talk about manifesting, and like, oh my, I'm, like they get negative about it. They're like, I can't manifest my life. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do that. Yes, you can but you have to put in the work to get there. If an opportunity opens up to you and you don't take it, that's on you, that's not on anyone else. Because people forget that they're responsible for their own happiness and they're responsible for their own life. No one else is gonna create your own happiness but you. So that's what I did for myself with going to these different shows. And I was so proud of myself when I got, when I got that Billboard in Dundas Square, a year afresh, a year out of the, out of the army. And, like, not many people knew I was a veteran. Honestly, no one really did at all. And we had the photo shoots. So this is before Runway became, like, this big event again because COVID was still happening. And I did a few other things with, with um, Madeline Nelson. And I hate to name drop, but I want to name drop because I want these designers' names out there because I want them to be successful. So I did one with her for Vancouver Fashion Week, and that one was outside at the... Toronto Gardens again that one was outside but it like it was filmed and it was all done online and then into the following year I went into which is this year and I did a few more runway shows last year too which was like Fashion Art Toronto really great events amazing organizers but I got to network by going into these shows and then into 2022 which was really it was, it was a good year. It was a tough year. This past year has been a challenge. But we're, I think it's a challenge for everyone. So I went to New York City for Break Free Fashion Week. And it was such a great experience. Like really like modeling for such a, an inspiring designer. And, but again, the realities of that is that I had to pay for my trip. I had to pay for my accommodations. Because I, I didn't get paid to be in the show. It was a charity event. Which is that's the reason why i went because i wanted to help support her and her her cause was about mental health and it was such a beautiful cause and i met some really amazing models and that's literally i went there some really really cool people i had such an experience it was my first time in new york city because i had never been anywhere and i went to new york i wanted to go to new york when when the pandemic first hit but the opportunity wasn't there because the borders were closed because of the pandemic (laughs) so I got to do New York and now into this year now I now have connections with designers but again we do these shows and people don't understand what goes goes on in the back so that's why I want to and my next podcast is going to be a video interview with hopefully a model or designer I I just I don't know which route I'm going to start yet but this whole podcast today is just about introducing you to me and learning about my my story and my my background within the fashion industry and how I got to where I am and I just kind of want to expose the truth about it all people just have this misconception like for example I did a show last weekend and the weekend before lord I did not get paid for that show either that's why I was like, these organizers, I appreciate you. I really do. Do not talk down to these girls. Like, they are 19, maybe 20. Some of them drove from Windsor. Some of them drove from London. These girls are using their own gas money to drive to these shows that are in Toronto. They have to pay for hotels, accommodations. People don't understand. Like, yeah, I get it. The designers are, are starting off, but so are these models, you know, what about them? Like, give them give them a $20 gas card. Like, anything. $20, $10 for lunch. And so at this show I was at, I got there, we were told we had to be there at 10.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. I brought some food with me because this show, like, they ordered pizza and they had cookies. Nothing healthy for these girls to eat. Like, I knew that that's what was going to happen. Some of these girls are modeling um, lingerie. They're half naked. I ch- I'm very choosy with what I wear because of my brand. I'm a very, that's just who I am. I will not be half naked anymore. I, w- I wore lingerie one show and I won't do it again. I'll wear bathing suits, but I feel like when I work with the designers, they always put something really classy on me and I'm very, that's just who I am. So I would like to. I'll wear branding that is that is represents myself too, so that I'm a good representation for the designer. So this, when I went to the show, it, it was like ten thirty in the morning. I got there. I was work, walking for one designer. She's amazing, Shayna, and her dress was so pretty that I got to wear. And we were there from ten thirty in the morning until seven thirty at night. It's, a lot of the girls were there until probably nine p.m. Cause I walked, and then my man showed up, and then we I, I left, and so because I had I had places to be. <laughs> that was my best friend's birthday that night, <laughs> but I was there. That's how long I was there. And you know how much money I made? Nothing. I made nothing. One of the designers, the designer had had said she would she would help hook me up a little bit, but um, again, like nothing and halfway through I remember the one of the organizers and I get your stress too I get it we're all trying to be on schedule but just like if you're running an event always be professional don't talk down to the models don't boss them around because the way that we were spoken to oh, 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 the sergeant me was coming out I was listening to this man talking to these girls and these little girls next to me because they don't know they think that we're all the same age they're like oh my god i can't go i can't even like walk walk out to the back because i think she wanted a cigarette and i just looked at her i was like why not i was like just leave i'm like just go do it you not being here for 10 minutes is not going to kill him and i looked at her I was like are you getting paid to be here right now she's like no i said well then go i said don't be afraid of him <laughs> like it just blows my mind that, that when people People are are when models are at these things, they're so scared to do stuff. I'm like, just do it. I'm probably a bad influence that way, but don't do it in like a rude way or like how it's going to jeopardize the the production. But go take a break. He's not your he's not your boss. He's not going to fire you. You could technically walk out, and the designer would be screwed for sure. That would burn a lot of bridges in the industry. But at the end of the day. These, these, these organizers that they can't talk to models this way. So that, that's what this podcast is going to be about. It's like exposing the truth and like letting educating people and educating models on what they're going to get themselves into when they start modeling. And at the end of the day, it's your hobby. It's always going to be your hobby. There is a very slim chance that a model is ever going to be literally in Paris Fashion Week unless you're paying for it yourself. Like, it's just a reality. Like, not everybody is Kendall Jenner. You know, some some people that are successful, there will be the ones that are very successful, but it took them years to get there. And they had to live with, like, 10 different models in a house in New York or LA to get to that point. So I hope you tune in to, for each of my episodes. They will not be as long as, as this one, because this was more like an introductory to who I am, my what this podcast is going to be about and I hope you tune in Um, I'm going to have a link hopefully to YouTube soon so it'll be video content and I'll be able to interview designers and models photographers stylists kind of any core piece and makeup artists hairstylists, core pieces that are part of the fashion industry that we know today because now that the pandemic's over things are picking up again and it's all kind of starting. And so that's what I'm here to talk about. And I really hope you tune in and I'll, and join me for my next episode next time. Thank you.